Welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2022 Ford Bronco Wild Track Sasquatch Edition. That's right, the that's right, the big time off-roader from our friends at Ford. You can take a look at this Bronco on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And, and hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Bronco in just one second, but first, we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road and Track Crews Big and Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road and Track Crews Big and Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road and Track Crews Big and Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Patrick, I'm here today to talk about the 2022, I know it was last year's model, they're still making them this year, Ford Bronco. Now, this Bronco was the uh, Wild Track Sasquatch, so uh, it's big, it's in charge, it's got, I got a lot of thoughts about it. I'm very excited to hear about this. I have not driven a Bronco, and I don't think we've quick spun a Bronco, so I'm here to learn and to ask probing hard difficult questions with you yeah i remember watching you on one of the cable news networks uh, a while back asking the hard-hitting questions but patrick you know what? i'm gonna throw a little curveball at the show instead of me going over the the brass tacks of the bronco real fast i'm gonna actually take us on the walk around right now we're walking around the 2022 ford bronco this is a wild track sasquatch which means it's Pretty close to the top of the uh, Bronco heap. Obviously, it's not a Bronco Raptor, but it's still the 2.7 V6 10-speed automatic and sitting on, of course, a set of 35s via the Sasquatch pack. Uh, let's talk about this Bronco. Man, this is a four-door. It has a presence to it, uh, a definite attitude. Fun stuff that I like about the Bronco. Obviously, the name emboldening the grill. A nice retro future styling the classic Bronco handles, which I don't know how useful they would be uh, off-roading. It says they have a max payload of 150 pounds, so not super useful. Definitely not a top winch point. If you do that, you'll probably break something. Lots of little stickers and appliques. Huge flares to cover the massive rubber. And of course, a full-size tire carrier spare uh, on the gate. The gate itself Two-position opening, kind of a pain in the butt. There is a place to put the doors and bags. A lot of space. Uh, that has a hard top on it, which I'm a big fan of the hard top. Still windy at speed. I took this out to drive the, as you're probably aware, the Ford Raptor R over in the dunes. And uh, it performed really well on the highway. A lot of power. I believe it's 330 horse 415 from this 2.7 liter V6. I know that sounds crazy small for a V6, but we are living in the world in the future of turbo charging on the interior what is the bronco made out of well you're doing a lot of off-roading so plastic uh the seats feel like leather the seats aren't super comfortable they're not uncomfortable per se but they're not like lexus soft i don't think anyone would expect lexus soft out of this a lot of hard plastic a lot of space a lot of passenger space it feels like a very airy compartment uh big touchscreen media system works pretty well uh, it takes some time to boot up CarPlay. Yeah, I think it, the, the heat might have played a little role in it. Digital and analog gauge cluster, a little hybrid, 120 max speedo. This never saw that. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. It does feel pretty powerful. Some interesting things about the Bronco. The window switches, of course, no longer on the doors because the doors are removable and you want to roll the windows down when the doors are gone. But the window switches are set in the center console along with the mirror adjustment. That's right. Goat mode, which is the drive mode selector and a big gear selector that doesn't fold flat like the F-150. Also, this whole package, while the wild track would start at 51 and change. This whole kit and caboodle, 
59760. So very uh, a little steep. But you know, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But more importantly, how does the cookie crumble on the road? Well, let's go find out. Wow, so you got a lot with this Sasquatch, huh? Yeah, you get it. I mean, uh, suspension and tires, that's that's really the, and flares, that's really the numb de plume of the Sasquatch package. And when it debuted, geez, what feels like 10 years ago in the auto world, but really it was like two, took the world by storm a little bit, kind of put Jeep in place um, yeah. with, the, with the Wrangler. They've since caught up and, every, and 35s on production cars are now dwarfed by factory 37s, also available on Bronco Raptor and the Jeep Wrangler as well. But yeah, this, this is a, it's a ton of vehicle. Uh, also a ton of money. Come on. Tell us, tell us, what did this one cost all in? Well, like as I mentioned in the, in the clip, 59 and change, that's a lot of money. You know, I mean, obviously a comparable Wrangler would be about similar price. That's just a lot of, I mean, you're getting a lot of vehicle for the money. Let's be clear, but that's, that's a lot of money. It's, it feels like to me, 60 grand for an off-road toy. Yeah, it definitely does seem like a lot. What, what did you do driving wise? Can we, can we jump into that? Because I'm curious about it on the road. We can, but I think it's better suited if I take you along for the drive. But I did go on a road trip, uh, which I think I we talk about that a little bit in the clip. But we're just going to jump to the clip really fast right now. Let's, let's, let's jump to the future. I forgot to mention this. On the top of the dash pad, which is like a plastic material, uh, kind of a hard plastic, you have your differential lockers. Uh, so, yeah, and your traction control, just right if you need them with lights, easy to find. All right, pop this bad boy 360 camera handy for doing off-road off-roading just being off-road not being on-road we are just in normal mode now big rubber i'm sure this has short gear ratios to compensate for the large tires uh, to get it into where ford likes its acceleration point to be uh but with that acceleration smooth you know big tires it doesn't really affect things um you do hear the tires which you hear a lot with the Bronco. This is like a Wrangler in the sense that if you wanted NVH, you got the wrong program. Even the hard top, this does have a lot of wind noise at speed, but you just adjust that by cranking up the the old tunes. Engine engine noise is good. Uh, engine power delivery is also good. You know, you tip the throttle in, it goes. No real significant jump when you get into boost really linear control over that boost threshold and boost in general feels good the steering it's light i mean it's got a very powerful electric rack but light steering even with the the massive tires and fairly direct of course again this is not a sports car this is an off-roading car so light steering is a, is a plus not a minus and also geez <laughs> i wouldn't want to be uh, muscling a lack of power assisted off-roader with big rubber out in the dunes or in the mud no thank you not me uh suspensions okay it manages bumps you got a lot of sidewall but it does want to dip and dive on you whenever you're doing maneuvers at at with anger um that's just, I mean, it's, it's softly sprog. It's an off-road car. It's, it's again, this is not, this is not a very stretch of imagination on track rat car. The combination of digital analog instrumentation works pretty well. Nice, nicely done. You're not really going to be looking at the, the analog face speedo because the digital speedo read, readout is fine. It's, it's easier to see as far as I'm concerned. It's right in front of you, the driver. <clears throat> Man. I don't think the four doors for me personally. It's a little long, and also I'm a, 
no kids right now, so and I and who needs friends when you've got a Tudor Bronco? But uh, yeah, this thing, man, I don't think anyone who buys one of these is gonna be disappointed. This thing is a hoot and annie. But with that in mind, time to head back to the studio. We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about Road & Track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, Road & Track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at Experience .roadandtrack.com. Yeah, so what did you do exactly? Uh, yeah, honestly, I just I just putzed around, uh, similar to your uh, Range Rover experience. I just yeah, drove yeah. this thing like all of my friends in southeastern Michigan seem to be driving them, which is just to stores and malls and, okh, okay. like I said, to a press event uh, in Grand, near Grand Rapids. And it functioned well. And I will say this much, Patrick, I have had a Sasquatch package Bronco off-road. I always I didn't record it. I did. It's on my phone somewhere. No one wants to listen to it. It's because a lot of me saying, hey, can I do this? Can I do this? Uh, you can <laughs> do it. Believe it or not, phenomenal off-road. It does such a great job. Uh, I took it to uh, the Holly Oaks RV Park, uh, and it, it climbs the best of them. It does a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect it to do. Um, and the IFS doesn't really hinder it. I mean, I prefer it uh, hands down to, to... At Auto Week, used to have a long-term JK generation Wrangler uh, Unlimited Rubicon. So four-door big boy uh wrangler and on-road characteristics not even close no i that, i mean it makes a lot of sense what, what do you think of the engine and the power that you alluded to earlier the 27 it's still the 27 has been around for a while and when it launched i was confused that ford could squeeze this much power out of a 2.7 liter v6 and also i was confused why ford would make a 2.7 liter v6 it's that's an odd displacement that's a, it's a small engine but the it, it does work really well i mean a uh, power delivery is super linear uh the turbocharger you get you cross that boost threshold and it does go the sport mode does make the throttle input maybe a little touchy uh the tipping point it moves up a little bit but short of that a great powertrain combination uh and the longevity i can't speak to that but it, it, it does feel a little high strung that 27 is wor working and uh for those that care the rear axle the front and rear axle ratio is 4.7 so very very short gear ratio to help uh help forward out with those big tires well what do you think let's let's get real here wesley you know this is quick spin you got to tell us the same questions that you put to us we're going to put to you what is the uh the purpose of this what is this bronco Sasquatch, Wild Track, Wild Track Sasquatches, Roison Dietra. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask another question, so I got my lawyer on speed dial already. So we're not <laughs> we're not going to answer that. Thank you for not asking that question. That being said, Patrick, uh, you're right on a quick. So we do have to get to the essence, and the essence of this Bronco is the same as a uh, we got we got we got to talk about it. I spent a lot of time thinking about the Bronco and what Ford was doing, and why on earth would anyone buy this thing? I think Ford is trying to capture a market that it it, it didn't start, but it definitely had a jump start on uh, its friend over at Jeep uh, at the consumer-facing uh, and easy-to-drive off-road capable vehicle when it launched the Bronco and the International Scout was around there too. Uh, but Ford really kind of let 
AMC and Chrysler eat its lunch with the Wrangler. I mean, it, the market share maybe early on wasn't so great, but Jeep has become a, a monster in the sales chart because people want fun off-road vehicles. People want fun you know, recreational vehicles. People want fun cars. Uh, so I think that this is obviously Ford's attempt at kind of putting itself back into the fun-to-drive off-road uh, enthusiast market. And uh, obviously, wild success. You, I don't know if you can buy a Bronco. Uh, you know what I mean? I think I think if you walked into a Ford store right now, you'd be on a list for who knows how long. You just, the, 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 the demand is there. Uh, and I think that this Bronco justifies it. Now, the essence of this Bronco is capturing Ford's off-road fun. You know what I mean? I mean, the Bronco, it recaptures the spirit of the original Bronco, I feel, not having owned an original Bronco, so I will put that there. But it's useful. It's You could daily drive it if you wanted to, just like an original Bronco. Uh, the Sasquatch does affect that a little bit in the sense that you're probably not getting good fuel economy, and nor is it, is it quiet to drive. But if you're buying a Bronco, you don't expect a quiet vehicle. You can get a Bronco Sport, which is a C2 platform vehicle uh, crossover, or you can get, uh, I don't know, you can get mm-hmm. anything besides a Bronco, you know what I mean? Uh, it's the same problem with the Gladiator and Wrangler. It's not an NVH star. It's not supposed to be. It is, uh, in essence, just fun. It's off-road fun. To, to put it bluntly, an accessible off-road front. And if you don't even plan on off-roading this thing, it does look like you do, which uh, a lot of the people in southeastern Michigan that work for Ford, I see them cruising around in uh, Broncos. And I know that a lot of them aren't hitting the trails and you don't have to. You can you can still enjoy this thing on-road. It's just designed for taking off-road. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way. Uh, I mean, that's let's be honest. That's why people are not going to be really doing much off-roading either. No, no, no. And, and that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't care about that because it does look cool. It, it looks the part. It looks uh, masculine, I think, is an acceptable way to put it. Uh, and, you know, people uh, people flock to it. I think that's that's the answer. Ford, Ford, hit, Ford hit the nail on the head. People flock to it. I mean, it's, you know, obviously I'm just looking at it on a computer screen, but it, it pops. It's great looking. It is great looking. That being said, Patrick, I think now is a good place to put a pin in it for today. Thank you so much for asking me these hard-hanging questions. I know that uh, you were, if you weren't on the debate club, you probably should have been. And listeners, thank you so much for listening to this thing. If you go head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify, wherever you listen to this bad boy, and drop a five-star review. And let us know what you want to hear about in the future and let us know what you like hearing. And also, if you could head over to the Facebook, click that like button. Then we get all the great AutoWeek content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Thank you so much for listening. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible.